Last night, Bryce Harper was announced as the 2021 National League MVP for your Philadelphia Phillies and Major League Baseball. He had a fantastic year, and I'm pretty sure his back's pretty healthy now, but he carried that squad for most of the year, and especially that second half. But one of his buddies, I'm, I, I like to say brother more than anything with Bryson Stott. He's going to join me next as he finished up today on one fantastic Arizona Fall League after a ridiculous year. Bryson Stott right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. <laughs> In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball there. Coming, Coming down. down. What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen. And today we got Bryson Stott. He's going to join me in a few minutes as we talk everything, you know, about his season and Pretty much I'm going to talk to him about uh, the Arizona Fall League, maybe his uh, relationship with Bryce. Um, as Bryce Harper last night, I, I, he he took, he ran away with it. He ran away with the MVP, and it's exactly what I feel like it should have been. Um, well, maybe not exactly. I think Brandon Crawford deserved to be higher than Tatis Jr., maybe even Soto. Um, but for Bryce Harper to join the ranks of – a select company, 20 to be exact, of multi-MVP award winners. Outside of the PED guys, only two are not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's Roger Maris and, and um, Dale Murphy. And so when you're talking about a two-time winner, you're almost plugging it in that he, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So that's pretty cool, and I'm appreciative of the fact that Bryce last night was so honored and humbled and uh, emotional about it, and I, I just – it's who he is. We got to see a lot of it throughout the year. We've seen a lot of it through the, the season, and he's emotional. He's prideful, and we see a lot of that pride when he goes out every single day to play. And he absolutely did it, playing 73, the last 73 games of the season, uh, basically hitting, well, a billion. Well, that was his OPS, was a billion. But it was pretty awesome. So I, I, I just wish I could put into more words, like, what it meant to watch something like that on a day-in, day-out basis. And uh, I, I think what I would say would be the exact same thing as um, most fans, and that's grateful. In a, in a Thanksgiving time of year, you're thankful to have seen something like that, and um, you wish you could have seen it on the postseason stage. But guess what? We didn't, and that's not going to take away from his season. It was fantastic. So, without further ado. Just off his final Arizona Fall League game where he might come up short of being the MVP, but he put up some unreal numbers. Number one prospect for your Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, one of the biggest hopefuls for the Phillies farm system to come up, Bryson Stott. What's up, dude? What's up? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's easy when you're the number one prospect or a guy that goes out and does his thing. And uh, you happen to be kind of not not friends. I, I'll go more brothers with Bryce. So I mean, it, it's yeah. a perfect it's a perfect segue to this whole thing. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank hey. You. Uh, before we get into all you, and I know how close you and Bryce are, um, 
just in general and the, the thoughts that you have towards him after MVP number two? Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to watch all year. And, um, I mean, obviously, us, us being biased and us being from Vegas, we were like, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it didn't really come to a surprise to me. But, um, I mean, going out and, and seeing him do his thing and um, playing every day in the second half and um, coming back from his, his hit by pitch and, and just stuff like that and the adversity that kind of went into that and, and all that was, was incredible to see and, and how he really went out there and, and did his thing. And, um, I mean, took home a second MVP. I always get fascinated by people and, and just not only, uh, you know, just how you get motivated and stuff, but when you look at a guy like Bryce and what he does for you as far as maybe just the – you know, the, the baseball talk in general, the uh, the constant – I mean, it's not like – this isn't like, oh, year two, Bryce and I just became friends. It's – no, you guys have been friends forever, uh, and and let alone brothers uh, in this situation. Take me a little bit back into into that and how, you know, he's he's been a mentor. Yeah, I mean, his sister um, cheered for my mom when, when she was in high school, and um, he played on some of my brother's uh, travel ball teams. He was always the youngest one and, and playing up. And um, so, I mean, as I've gotten older and, and stuff like that, our relationship has really grown. And um, I mean, having someone like that to, to call when, when I'm in a little funk or, or whatever it may be is, is always awesome. And you always want to listen to, to what they have to say, whether that be your, your hitting coaches or, or some of, of Bryce's caliber. You obviously listen and um, you just take it for – first time and, and you kind of go about your business and you obviously want to get there one day and you, you want to win the MVPs and, and you want to get to the big leagues and, and all that. And, um, I mean, obviously him doing it when he was 19 was, was something that not a lot of people obviously do. So <laughs> being able to, uh, being able to see that and, um, watch that, uh, front and center was, was awesome. And, um, I mean, it's always incredible to, to see him play, play the game. Now, I mean, like, you go back to your 19-year-old year uh, at UNLV. I'm at San Jose State. I, I'm, I'm going, there's no chance, number one, like, talent-wise, but, like, number two, physically, there's no chance I was going to be in the big leagues ever in my life. Like, at that point, there's no shot, <laughs> right? I mean, so it, it just kind of it, it kind of furthers the whole thing, going how much more physically gifted he was, how talented he was. What's the greatest advice he's given you? Um, I mean, he just tells me to have fun and um, play my game. So, um, I mean, that's what I try to do and, and go out there and enjoy my teammates and enjoy the coaches and, and who's around and um, stuff like that. And, um, I mean, baseball is a game and it's meant to be fun. So, um, just to go out there and, and compete but but have fun doing it at the same time is, is always a big thing that, that we kind of talk about. Well, a guy who likes to have fun happens to be your uh, AFL manager and Anthony Contreras. He was my on my road on road trips. He was my college roommate uh, for two, three years at San Jose State. One of my best friends, and all he did was talk about how hardworking, how quiet you are, and how driven you are. And that's in a very short time frame. What do you take from that? Um, I mean, he's awesome. He's he's going to be the the coach in Lehigh and, and the part of our organization. So. Um, I mean, our, our relationship kind of kicked off the first or second day we were there, just, just kind of talking, and um, he was kind of getting to know me, and obviously getting to know him over over the course of the fall league was was awesome, and, and to have him with us now is is good, and um, you obviously saw what 
what he can do for us in, in that short amount of time. So, um, I mean, happy he's on board. And, I mean, like like he said, I mean, I kind of just go in and, and do my thing and um, work out when I need to work out and, and hit early and take BP and, and all that. And when I'm kind of hitting, it's kind of all business. And the second I step out of the cage, I, I mean, I like to have fun and, and joke around with some of the guys. But while I'm swinging, I, I really don't talk too much and um, kind of just go about my, my stuff. Well, get me into that this year. Uh, it, the good thing is once you got drafted out of UNLV in, in, in the first round by the Phillies, you went through a couple levels already, right, in 19. So you had the, the ability to adjust right away. Um, if you consider your college team, that's one. You went through three teams, right? I mean, this year, right. same thing. Um, but I want to go through what it meant last year for you, right, to be at the alternate site, to continue to get – I mean, even though they're not competitive at bats, but what did that do for this season? Um, I mean, it was huge. I mean, not not a lot of people got to play the game, and um, I mean, I I just enjoyed being around all those guys that that I haven't seen in over a year, and um, obviously getting out there and, and playing and um, facing those arms that were were up and down in the big leagues and and stuff like that. Obviously, made made you better, whether you liked it or not going over five and um i mean it, it made you better and it made you realize what where you need to be to to hit some of those guys and and stuff like that and i mean i really took pride in my my defense up there and uh, getting that where it needs to be to where i could continue to play and, and continue to have fun and and do stuff the right way so yeah the crazy thing is that you didn't have any fans right i mean so you're you're trying to to do it in very practice Kind of just a, a very, like, backfield spring training deal, right? I mean, and, and, and trying to get the reps the right way if you cut corners, right? I mean, this year doesn't happen, I, I feel like. that is that Would that be accurate to say? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you – I mean, coming out of college and, and stuff like that, it was – I mean, I was already older than the high school guys and, um, I mean, still only 21 and then playing that, that half year and then – um, 20 being canceled and, and kind of sitting around for a while and then going to the outside was was big and um, yeah I mean some of the stuff that I did there and, and learned there and stuff like that really had a big big impact on my year I think and, and like you said if you're cutting corners there nobody no fans are really knowing or, or nobody's kind of knowing that that you're kind of slacking or, or doing certain things and um, obviously if you didn't the shine a little more but yeah no, so then then it comes into this this year and it's spring training. Uh, you could see things starting to click a little bit more, right towards the end of it. Uh, you get things going wherever you are in, in Jersey Shore to Reading to Lehigh. Uh, what was what was your goal every every step of the way? Um, I mean, obviously, I keep saying is is to have fun and. I mean, I feel like I play my best when, when I'm having fun and um, just enjoying being out there. And, um, I mean, I kind of learned in college quick that the second you stop having fun is the second the game will, will kind of beat you up. And, um, I mean, I really just enjoyed being out there every day and enjoyed doing this as my job and, and uh, just kind of taking it day by day and, and just kind of doing my work to where – to get myself to where I need to be to, to help the Phillies and, and get up to the big leagues. Yeah, the crazy thing is 22 games in Jersey Shore, then you get up to, to Reading, you play 80 there, then 10 in, in Lehigh Valley. You raked, you went to the Futures game, uh, which had to be 
one of the most tremendous. Like getting picked in the first round is unbelievable. We we get that whole thing, but I fortunately did not. Unfortunately, did not get picked in the first round, but I did play in a futures game, and it's the great. Like still to this day, one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, where does that rank for you? And going to Colorado and being amongst, you know, your peers. You're one of the top ones. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's up there, and um, I mean, I just enjoyed being around some of the, some of the guys I knew already, and um, kind of meeting new guys and, and seeing new guys from all um, the organizations, and, and kind of building your your relationships within baseball, and and having those relationships to where if you play someone, you're more than likely going to know them on the other team, and um, I mean, like you said, those are the best guys in in our sport in the minor leagues, and, and to see some of them up close and um, stuff like that the west coast teams that i don't usually play you yeah. finally get to see them and um see them in action and it it was it was pretty fun and um i mean it was uh probably one of the coolest things i've done in baseball well well who is like the one guy that like stood out to you that you know just like you got out there you're like damn i had like i had no clue oh we're gonna find out next how about that we're gonna take a quick break and we will find out who that player is or players from Bryson Stott, right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. Welcome back to Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm joined by Bryson Stott. And just before the break, I asked, I was like, hey, you know, uh, who was that guy? Who Who is someone that you kind of got to the Futures game and wondered a little bit about and were actually blown away by? Yeah, I mean, I obviously Adley Rutschman is, is incredible, but I, I played with him already, so. Yeah, it's uh, old hat. I'd have to say Bobby Witt. Junior oh. is, I mean, he's he doesn't miss the barrel too often, and um, I mean, he's he's probably one of the one of the guys. I was like, okay, this is what <laughs> this is what he does every single day, I guess. So, oh, I had ours. Ours was uh, Francisco Liriano and, and Verlander went head to head, starting against each other, and it was like one of those things where you're going, why am I here? Like, why why am I why am I doing this? This is unbelievable. Joel Zumaya comes in next. You're going. These guys are throwing a billion. You know, it, it but it it helps, right? If you're in that little rut, maybe right before, because you're thinking about all the things that are going on. Like it just it sparks you, right? I mean, it, you went you came back and you started. I mean, you went off. Like you continued to rake. And, and did that have anything to do with it at all? Um, I mean, I. I mean, I would say yes, maybe. I mean, it. I don't know if it clicked from going to the All Star game, but um, or the Futures game. But I just think it was going there and, and seeing my my family and everybody that came. There was twenty plus people, and um, just kind of feeling like I'm back home for for a day was <laughs> was big. And then, hey, well, wait, 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 wait. We cannot compare Denver and Vegas. All right, let's be. No, honest no, no. Here. I'm saying. I'm saying with the, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colorado for me. <laughs> um, yeah, just being able to see them and, and joke around with them and seeing some family members that I haven't seen in a while and um, stuff like that, you kind of really take into um, take into the fact that, that you're still playing and, and they're there watching you and you obviously want to play well in front of them and um, stuff like that. So then my mom and dad, they came to Reading with me right after the game, so I was like, okay. Oh, that's awesome. They're here. I I'm good now. They're here. I'll be fine. I'm gonna play well just because they're here. So it was it was a joke me and my mom have and and stuff like that because every time she's there it it seems to click more than more than usual. So that's the best. I I love that. 
because that my, my family is the closest thing to me. So when when they were in town, like you got to take that deep breath, and it was like, oh, thank you, please, thank you. This is amazing. Exactly. Um, exactly. With, with, with the way everything has gone on, I mean, you go and play in the fall league. Like again, I I've experienced it three times. It's not a, something that you got to pat yourself on the back for, but. It's exhausting. It's an awesome experience, but it's exhausting. You raked. You you led the league in RBIs with 31, led the league in, in walks with 24. Oh, you happen to have 10 more walks than strikeouts. Um, is there something, is there a number there that you like more than anything else? Um, I mean, I'd say the, the two you said, my, my walks to strikeouts and, and RBIs and um, like I told some of the guys that, that were there and asking me questions there, it was, um, I mean, with the caliber of players that were, were hitting in front of me and Nick Gonzalez and, and G1 Bay are the Pirates. And, um, I mean, the bottom half of our lineup, they, I mean, we didn't have an easy out in the lineup. And, um, I felt like every time I was hitting, there was somebody on base and, and stuff like that. And it, it really, I mean, it's, it's awesome to hit with those guys on base and, um, you obviously want to get them in for your team and, and stuff like that. And then, and then the walks, it kind of just goes back to just trusting, trusting who's behind you and, and knowing it's a team game. And, um, I mean, I felt like during the season in my little funk, I was trying to go, go hit the ball and let, instead of letting the ball come to me, I was, I was really trying to go, go hit everything and, and try to do it myself. But, um, I mean, the guys that were hitting behind me are, are incredible and, uh, getting on base for them and, and helping the team win was was awesome. I, I'm glad you said that because there's the guy we talked about at the beginning. I mean, he's been through that often, right? I mean, could you lean on him at times to say, dude, why am I trying to go get it? Why am I trying to be everything right here? Because he's tried to do that, and he has done. He has carried everything. But, I mean, like, that's not the point of the whole thing, right? Like, you're, you're, right. you're there to do your job, and doing your job the best is – being within yourself and not trying to do things that you can't control like how did you get back into it how did you lock it back in um i mean like you said you you know it's a, a team game and um i mean i really just talked to to our hitting coaches and, and stuff and and let them know kind of what i was feeling and um i mean i would get frustrated getting getting pissed around and i was like okay i'm i'm gonna go hit this ball i don't care if it's three feet outside i'm gonna i'm gonna We'll be right back with Bryson Stott. More right here on the Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. Welcome back to the Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. And, well, when you look at, you know, the, the season in its entirety and then you go to the Fall League and, and, I mean, it's a hell of a year. We flip that now, right? Like, today is the last day of the Fall League. Unfortunately, you guys, I don't know how they changed the rules on you guys in the, in the last minute, but to – lead the league and run differential and not get into the, the, the AFL championship. Like by most of the time you're there, you're going, okay, when's this going to end? And then you get near the end and you're going, Oh, I want to win this. Like, doesn't that piss you off? Like that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We were, I mean, it was, it was, we had to win four games this week and, and whoever had to lose it. I mean, we went out and we won, won four games and we lost the game on a on a walk-off single but I mean we went out there and we played and we put up a lot of runs and held them to, to very little runs so um, when we won today we we thought we were in and um, we weren't so I mean like you said it kind of makes you mad but 
I mean, they, they make the rules, so I, I mean, I guess we got to follow them. I, I just find it funny because you guys started off 0-5 and, and then you end up 17-12. and 12. You go 17-7 and 7 to end it. Um, yeah, bad, bad manager. I'll talk, I'll talk crap on AC on this one all, all day long. So he, he didn't get you guys yeah, locked in at the sure. beginning. Um, all right, so let's flip the page. I, you, you're going to take maybe a little bit of time off just for yourself to get, you know, all whatever. But mindset going into 2022. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, I mean, 20, 2021 is over, and um, I mean, I could look back and, and say I had a good year and, and whatnot, but. Um, I mean, 2022 is, is obviously coming, and um, I mean, I want to be ready and, and go into spring training with the, the mindset that I'm going to win win one of those jobs. And um, I mean, that's that's everyone's end goal is to to get up to the big leagues and and all that. But I mean, I want to get there as, as fast as I can and, and help the Phillies and, and help that city win. And um, I mean, I'm excited and, and I'm ready to go. So um, maybe two two to three weeks, maybe yeah. then I'll start hitting again. So uh, probably December I'll start. Isn't it unbelievable? Like, you start thinking about it, you're like, damn, it's late. Like, this is. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the latest I've, I've been playing. So, um, I mean, I just get so bored at home and, and stuff. So, I mean, I'm always texting my, my guy hit with that, that throws me VP. And I'm like, let's go hit or, or let's go do something because I, I can't play any more PlayStation. <laughs> do, you, do you go to UNLV and, and do all your workouts or, or try, yeah, to, I'll go, try to as much? Yeah, I'll go to UNLV or or the AAA field in in Vegas is we have some some access to and in Marucci Clubhouse is also in Vegas that uh, they have a 24/7 cage where you just type in your code and to go whenever you want. So when I'm bored at 11 o'clock or whatever it may be, I, I just go. And What's the latest? What's the latest you've gone? gone? Uh, probably like 11, 11:30. Nice. There's nothing better than like midnight midnight hacks. Yeah, by yourself and play whatever music you want. And right? Just you have it to yourself. I mean, there's nothing like more than anything. People laugh. They're like, "Why would that be cool?" I'm like, "Because your thoughts are the only things that are going on there. Like, no one else is bothering you. It is epic." Right? Yeah, it's it's awesome for sure. Um, when you go positional wise, everything is short in the off season. Obviously, there's you know. No one knows what's going to happen. You're not going to play GM. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, put you on the spot like that. But how do you think you'll train for this next season? Is it just play, do everything at short in the off season, and then and let the athleticism and stuff go when when it gets to spring, wherever they may they need you? Um, I mean, I, I'd say I'd say that. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to to play shortstop in the the major leagues and, and train there and, and do stuff there and. I mean, I'll, I'll take grounders at, at third and second. And like I said, I just want to get there and, and do whatever it takes to, to help the team win. And um, But majority of my, my stuff will be as short, yeah. Minor league player of the year for the entire Phillies organization. What does that mean to you? Um, I mean, it's it's awesome. And, um, I mean, you play to play to win the games and, and stuff like that. And you kind of let the, the outside awards and, and all that kind of take care of themselves. And, um I totally even spaced that that was a thing. And then, I mean, we were two weeks left of the season, and um, I got the call saying I need to be in Philadelphia in two weeks. And um, they, then they let me know, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was it was crazy. And, um, I mean, we have so many good players and, um, and stuff like that. And just being able to, 
you get recognized for, for stuff like that. And it's, it was awesome. And, and going to Philly and, and seeing the game and, and seeing those guys and um, just kind of taking in the whole, the whole experience. But when you got that call, did you kind of have that like, Oh, what is this going to be for? Like, it, it's the awards <laughs> thing. It's awesome. But like, you're like, what? what? Uh, hey, this yeah, is Bryson, was, what's up? Like, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I was at first it started off just like a, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm driving to home. Like, what do you want? <laughs> And then they're like, well, you won the minor league player of the year award and uh, all that. So, I mean, it turned into a, into a good combo and um, an exciting one for sure. Oh, it's amazing. And, and the year that you had hitting, um, I, I'm going to be honest, we, we got to go back and find an error that that happened and give it back a hit. And you hit 300 even for the year in three, three different levels. Um, you go to the fall league, you rake, you'll probably end up in the top three of, of MVP there. But Bryson, I mean, the sky's the limit for you, and, and I, I know there's a lot of us that are waiting and hoping and all that stuff, but waiting and hoping is not anything that you could do. you got to go and, and, and earn it, and it feels like in talking to you and, and talking to Anthony Contreras quite often that you got that. you got that work in you. you got that all that ability that you don't take for granted, huh? Right, yeah. I mean, you, like I said, you, I mean, you go out there and, you have fun and you never never take it for granted because because who knows what what could happen and um just having having the teammates that i do and, and the coaches and, and stuff like that it makes it easy to go out there and, and play and um like you said i mean i don't want to wait wait around and, and try to do something i mean i gotta i gotta go earn it and i gotta prove to the people in charge that that i'm ready and and could do it and um i mean that's what i i plan on doing one last thing for me um career against the Spartans, San Jose State Spartans, was good or bad? Oh, oh, I don't even remember. I'm going to say probably good. Yeah, you were good. I your mean, team wasn't. Team. Your team wasn't. That's okay. Yeah, I Spartans. Don't... Yeah, I think we got them at home. I think we got them at home. <laughs> one, of my, one of my close buddies from college is your guys' uh, uh, head football coach and Marcus Arroyo, so um, I, I continuously uh, – bash him when he loses to his alma mater and everything in football so let's go figure it out yeah let's go <laughs> come on <laughs> well bryson i appreciate you coming on the uh, pine tower for breakfast uh podcast and you know best of luck again and i hope you have just a wonderful rest of the off season or actually the start of your off season and uh can't wait to see you in spring training thank you really appreciate it thanks for having me no problem bryson i appreciate you coming on the pine tower for breakfast podcast what a fascinating human being he is. He is the future because when you get drafted in the first round and you have the ability and you've proven it year after year now in the uh, minor leagues, and then you go and test it against the the, I would say just like basically the postseason all stars, the the prospects, top prospects from every organization and at the Arizona Fall League, and I mean he had an incredible run there. So it'll be awesome to see what happens and how he translates that into spring training. No pressure on him because, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be there in in Philadelphia at some point. If it's at the beginning, that's even better. Till next time, I hope you enjoyed the Pine Tower for Breakfast podcast with Bryson Stott. It's Kevin Franzen at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up whenever you get a chance. Till next time, peace. Out of here!